Hi friend, do you ever need to create marketing materials easily? Whether you need to make flyers or artwork for your blog, your podcast, or any number of different things, check out Canva. Go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva. That's C-A-N-V-A. I've been using the free version of Canva for many, many years, and I recently upgraded to the pro version, and it's awesome. So go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva to learn more. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is How to Be Vegetarian. How to be vegetarian. What a biased, subjective thing to do a podcast about. And that's okay. Why? Because I've been vegetarian for a very long time. And I'm not the kind of person that, and I certainly don't want to, you know, call out meat eaters. That's not the plan here, right? To shame meat eaters. I don't care for that. Instead, what I do care about is just sharing my thoughts on it because it's been um yeah i've seen so many things over the years and uh, i want to share my perspective and maybe if you've ever considered trying to eat less meat maybe something i say will inspire you to to give it a try okay so recently a friend of mine a friend of my wife also a friend of mine she um has been eating way less meat she cut back after seeing a documentary on, I think, Netflix. I don't remember which one. I should know, but there's there's a good number of them out there, more and more, right? Um, one I saw, probably the last one I saw on the topic was, um, is it called Farmology or Cow, Cow, Cowspiracy, I think is it. And that was a great one. Um, not too graphic, which I appreciate because I'm not trying to see crazy graphic things. I saw, so uh, let me back up a bit. So I became started becoming vegetarian when I was about six. I was in second grade, and our second grade teacher showed us videos about where our food comes from, primarily where our meat sources come from. And I still remember it pretty vividly, and I remember making that connection like oh that you know there were slaughterhouse videos like this is how animals are slaughtered this is what happens this is the process and it was you know it showed everything and it's like okay and i remember thinking like yeah i don't ever want to eat an animal again that's a horrible thing for an animal to go through i love animals and i i also thought it was just gross like it sickened me right and so i stopped so i went home and I remember making that connection of like, oh, this is that, you know, like this hamburger is that cow. Oh, that chicken is that chicken, you know, and like seeing how it got there um, just it really affected me. Right. And so I stopped. I told my parents, like, you know, I just kind of stopped eating it. And they were not happy about that. Right. I was this little kid and they were just not <laughs> having it. And um and so it's like, no, I this is what I made for dinner. You're eating it or you're going hungry. And so I would eat around it, right? And I would eat 
Um, and then there was like, I remember one night in particular, my mom made fish, which I don't, I don't know if I ever liked fish, but, um, I remember her to say, well, put mustard on it, you know, put here, put these things on it so you don't taste it. And I remember like slathering this thing in mustard and trying to eat it and just being like, so, you know, just almost losing it. Right. And not even finishing it. I don't remember finishing. I think I had like a bite or two and that was all I could do. And, um, you know, I think they kept thinking it was going to be a phase that I would grow out of, and eventually they realized, like, no, I'm, I wasn't eating it, and I was going hungry, and they just started, um, you know, showing me, like, oh, well, you could eat this. It, like, here's chicken and dumplings. You eat the dumplings. Okay, here's salad. Here's bread. You know, so I, I grew up on bread and cheese and, you know, butter, bread and butter, and bread rolls. Whenever we go out to dinner, basically, I would try to grab some bread rolls uh, before they were gone because that was basically what I'd fill up on that. And then if there was salad, I'd have salad. So that was kind of the um, shorthand version of me growing up as a vegetarian in a family of meat eaters. And then, of course, my grandparents, uh, you know, they used to take me out to eat every Friday. And they would notice that I would be, uh, my, my grandfather always told the story, um, about how they would take me out and they would see that the meat patty would be falling out of my hamburger. And so he, you know, as a little kid, so he'd, uh, you know, help me out, push it back in. And then it would start happening again. Eventually he realized that I was purposely pushing, pushing the meat out of the patty and I was just eating the, the bread with the cheese and the vegetables on it, the lettuce and tomato. And so then they started ordering uh, hamburgers with the hamburger on the side. And I, I still remember people just being like, what? Like, what do you, like, nobody could comprehend why somebody would do that. Like, what do you mean you want the meat on the side? Then it's not a hamburger. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Nobody does that. And, um, and still, sometimes it would come and the meat would be on the burger just because, like, people could not wrap their heads around it. And this was, you know, I don't know what year is this? I guess 1990, no, 1986. Yeah, like, this is in the, the early 80s, right? Mid-80s, I guess. Um, and it was not a thing that people were aware of vegetarianism, right? And so growing up, you know, my grandfather was big time meat eater, big time barbecuer, you know, my whole family, big time barbecue. And, uh, so I still ended up eating ribs, you know, um, for a good while because they would kind of not force feed me ribs, but that was like a big part of always like, and then I, you know, couldn't handle ribs anymore. And then, um, you know, bacon was still a thing I could eat because bacon's bacon and the texture. And I, and I don't, and maybe part of it is that I don't remember seeing a uh, pig video. Um, so that may be part of it, but I don't know. But it also, I think, tasted good in the texture um, I could deal with a lot better. So, that, so bacon and beef jerky, I was still eating, you know, here and there um, until I got into my, until I was about 12 or 13. And so I was dealing with that growing up and um you know then over the time it started becoming much more widely accepted you know vegetarianism started becoming kind of a thing that people knew about they started making fake meats like um you know morning star and soy like soy became a thing they started making all these uh meat variation or like substitutes and that was pretty awesome because then all of a sudden it you know i had all these other things i could eat that were not salad and not bread and uh very cool, right? Veggie burgers became a thing. Heck yeah, that was like a game changer for me. And so anyway, here we are uh, many years later and 
this movie Cowspiracy shares some pretty interesting things about how much resources, particularly water, go into creating beef because cows need to drink water, right? They need to eat, they need to drink. And so how much water is used to grow the food that they eat? How much water do they drink? And, you know, cows create methane gas. Um, they have four stomachs, so there's a lot of gas being produced. Methane gas goes up into the atmosphere, creates um, greenhouse gases, so not good for our environment either. And then you got this, it takes approximately, I think it's 450 gallons of water to create one pound of beef. Okay, Frank, God darn, come on, you got to be kidding me. Uh, sorry, friends, just trying to drive here, and uh, people do crazy things, crazy things on the road sometimes. Um, okay, so 450 gallons of water, but yeah, let's do a quick public service announcement. So the public service announcement for the Find Your Flow blog or podcast is to use your blinker. Please use your blinker. It is a nice thing to do. It is also the law in many states, I believe, and it makes flow more awesome and it is considerate of your fellow drivers and it makes you feel good when you do it right because then you know you're being a good driver and not a jerky driver that cuts people off and doesn't pay attention all right so um so 450 gallons of water for one pound of beef that's crazy right that's a lot of water. That is more than I have in my jacuzzi tub. And I used to feel really guilty about when, because I wanted a jacuzzi for years and years and years. That's always been something I wanted. And um, and then I got it, and it, we're in the middle of this crazy drought in San Diego. And it's like, gosh darn, well, now I don't even, you know, can't fill it up. Then I started, you know, doing research. I was like, well, how how could I, you know, cut my water use in other ways, right? I already take pretty short showers. Um, we already cut back watering the grass. Uh, we don't even we took out the grass. We didn't even have grass in the front yard. Um, you know, so we're we're pretty minimal. I didn't see many other ways. But then I was reading this, you know, watched this movie and started doing some research and was like, oh, even the meat industry did their own um, independent study of this because they heard that and they were like, no, that can't be right. And they came up with pretty much about the same numbers. And so it was like, okay, yeah, that's about what it is. And so I realized, well, you know, I use less water than that in my jacuzzi and I keep that same water in there for three months at a time so I could use the same water for months and it's less than what somebody would consume in a week or in a few days eating beef so I suddenly started feeling a lot less guilty about using my hot tub all right and and so how can I improve that if I already haven't been eating meat well I can share the word right I can share this message so one of my friends uh, Elena's friends she recently watched one, uh, you know, great documentary, and it educated her as to things with, you know, animal products versus plant-based products and this and that. And so she's cut out a lot of meat, and her husband has not. And he's very much in the belief of what a lot of people are is like, hey, you know, I'm a man. I'm gonna, you know, eating meat is a manly thing to do. You know, I grill it on the fire, and that makes me more manly and awesome, or whatever. You know, it's like, okay, well, where, how did this come? How did this belief? Where did that come from? You know, did I go back to our ancestors? Where our ancestors, you know, growing cows 
in farms that they could just easily slaughter them? No, they were hunter-gatherers and probably primarily gatherers and then hunters, right? Um, our teeth, you look at our teeth, we do not have meat-eater teeth. We have cow-type teeth. We have plant-eater teeth. So to think that we're going to go kill an animal with our claws or with our teeth, highly unlikely, right? So we start to look at these things and it's like, okay, you know, how how much of this is just made up by an industry that wants to sell us a product, right? There's There's plenty of cases of this. All sorts of industries built by creating these beliefs that are not even always based in reality. But if you start to believe it, it becomes reality, right? We talked about that in uh, some of these other episodes. I was talking about, uh, in a lot of episodes, I guess, about the way that our belief system changes our reality and how we can consciously change that. So, but there are these other things that go into it, right? Like if we're not aware of what it's doing to us, um, you know, I can believe that I can fly all I want, but then if I jump off something high and I don't have like a parachute or wings attached of some sort, then, you know, gravity still, gravity doesn't care that I, that's what I truly believe, right? That my, my version of reality is going to conflict with the laws of gravity at some point if I'm not aware of it. Right, so I, I can't completely live in this bubble. Or I can until I can't. <laughs> so how long can somebody live in a bubble of hey, meat is good for me, and I'm gonna eat as much as I can? And that, and so I'll tell you, my grandfather had multiple heart attacks, and um, it, not, I know I laugh, I'm sorry, but it was it was one of those things where it's like the first time you had it, we were all so worried and it was horrible. And you know what the doctor say? Well, stop eating so much red meat. And so he was just like, F that, that's not happening. <laughs> just kept eating meat. And then, you know, later he had another heart attack and, um, you know, same kind of thing. And I think he was good on his diet for a little while. And then, you know, then it's like, ah, life's short, forget it. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. And so anyway, this, you know, this, um, it, it is what it is, right? And we each get to choose and make our own decisions and that's awesome. So um, my goal with this podcast episode is just simply to say um, there's a lot of very – and so another uh, common thing I just want to address real quick is one of the first questions I get, not as much these days, but I used to get all the time was, well, how do you get your protein? How do you get enough protein? It's like, shoot, I don't know. I'm old now, and I still am alive, and I'm healthier than a lot of people. You tell me how I'm getting my protein. Maybe protein isn't all, you know, obviously it's important. Is it as important as everybody says? I don't know. I'm still alive. I do drink um, some protein powder here and there. Uh, in the morning, I have a, a scoop of protein powder, and then I eat vegetables and grains during the day and some tofu. And, um, you know, tofu, okay, yeah, people say, oh, that's got estrogen in it. Yeah, so, do, so does ever, a lot of things. So does beer. So does, um, I believe probably meat is, Inject, meat and milk are injected with hormones, right, to help the animals or, or the cow, I should say, is injected with hormones to make it produce more milk. Well, what kind of hormones produce milk? Male hormones? No. Estrogen, right? So why do girls get their periods earlier nowadays? Why are girls having, you know, um, breast development earlier nowadays? Because they're drinking milk. They're eating cows. They're eating things that have these chemicals and these hormones in them. Right? I'm not making this up. You can do your own research. I encourage you to do your own research. So th this idea that tofu is, <laughs> it's like, okay, well, who who's most 
threatened by people eating tofu, probably the meat industry, right? People that say like, hey, I could go eat this awesome yummy plant-based food versus this meat that we know all these things that it does to our environment and to the animal itself. And um, who's, in, who's most threatened? Well, probably the meat industry. And so what are they going to do? They're going to try to, you know, scare people, poke holes in the value of plant-based lifestyle. And, um, you know, I'm not out to get the meat industry, guys. I'm not trying to cause trouble. All I'm saying is just, like, if that's something that you've ever considered, there's um, – I don't know if people still do this, but there's, like, this idea of Meatless Mondays or Meatless Fridays, one of the two. Meatless Mondays sounds cooler, right? So maybe just stop eating meat for one day. What kind of impact would that have? If you eat a quarter pounder, uh, you know, once a day, and you just stop that, you know, 450 divided by four is 110-ish, 11, 12, 12 and a half. I'm going to go with 12 and a half. Yes. Um, so 112.5 gallons of water you could save with one meal friend 125 gallons how many showers can you take with 125 gallons of water how many freaking people that need clean water could drink 125 gallons of water that's a lot that's a lot and we don't see it and so it's not you know out of sight out of mind right we don't see it it's like ah but oh gosh you know hey don't water your lawn it's like, yeah, that's water, watering our lawn might be kind of wasteful, might be kind of that, but like not when we look at it from that perspective, right? So that's it. So I'm going to, uh, it's hard to not sound preachy or soapboxy talking about something like this. And so, you know, there's part of me that's just like, oh, don't even bring it up, right? And I actually, the re one of the reasons it came up for me was um, I was on Facebook and it remind you know, it's like, hey, here's a memory of something you posted eight years ago. And it was me, it was like a, this post, a quote of uh, Sir, not John Lennon, um, Paul McCartney. And he was saying like, hey, if you want to save the world, it's there's an easy way to do it. Stop eating meat. Think about it. You help the environment. You help, you stop suffering. You're not, you know, you stop animal suffering. You're causing less animal suffering anyway. And you're saving water. You're saving all these valuable resources. And um, and you're also because you know if you stop eating uh, a lot of cows and they're polluting the air with their you know with the methane, then you're also helping the environment that way too. So you do, are doing all these things all at once, and all you have to do is just change your diet a little bit. Now of course most people aren't going to be wanting to do that, and I'm not trying to force you to do that again. But it is uh, what I wanted to share with you today is that if you are serious about helping the planet in any way, shape, or form and your health, consider doing some research around meat and eating it. And until next time, my friend, be flowing.
Hi, friend. Winston here. Thank you for listening to the Find Your Flow podcast. I really appreciate you spending time here. So I want to hook you up with some free stuff from the Find Your Flow shop and uh, some awesome discounts. So go ahead over to findyourflow.com forward slash podcast VIP. That's podcast VIP as in very important person as you are to me for being a subscriber to the podcast on your favorite listening station such as iTunes or Spotify or whatever. And I appreciate you so much for listening go there put in your name and email address findyourflow.com forward slash podcast vip and i will send you some cool stuff thank you again friend for listening take care and back to the show well thanks for listening friend by the way do you have a story that you would like to share with other flowers maybe you'd like to put it in a book well go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club and learn how you can publish your own book or become a published author in the Find Your Flow book series. Simply go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club, all one word, and be sure to join the free Facebook group while you're at it. Thanks, friend, and until next time, be flowing.